Record Shop is a digital collectible platform for music NFTs on the Flow blockchain. Hey fam, this is Redbird here from the Record Shop community team, and I am happy to welcome you to our podcast. We are sharing our live content here so you can stay up to date. Subscribe or follow now to keep up. Today's episode is a recording from a November 2022 Twitter Spaces with myself, Nick Dietrich from the Disco Fries, and our guests, Felice Lazé and Rosa Cecilia. Felice and Rosa are both building in Web3, so we talk about equity and opportunities in Web3, and we also have some collectors come up to discuss their patronage and the fan relationship. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, so happy to have you back after you joined us for our community open invite. I'm glad that we have you up as a special speaker now. And hey, Felice, welcome. Hello, hello. Welcome, welcome. Um, I'm really, really excited to talk with Felice and Rosa today. Uh, Felice and I got to know each other um, really well last week. So, uh, well, she got to know me. I didn't really get to ask any questions back. We were on a, we were recording a podcast for Women of Tech. So I'm quite excited to uh, get to learn a little bit about you. Um, we will get rolling, even though we don't have anyone else here in the space with us. Um, we are recording this, and we will post this as a podcast to our um, stream. So um, let's get rolling. Let's dive right into it. Uh, so you're listening right now to Redbird. Uh, I'm the community manager and also on the marketing and product team over at Record Shop. And Record Shop is a music NFT platform or a digital collectible platform for music. And uh, we utilize blockchain technology to help us and help our artists um, create some really awesome music and share it with their communities. Uh, I'll throw it over to Nick to introduce himself and then why don't we do a really brief intro from Felice and then a really brief intro from Rosa and then we'll start diving into kind of the deeper conversation for today. Hey, what's up, fam? This is Nick Dietrich, one half of the Disco Fries, an artist strategist at Record Shop. Uh, really happy to be part of this spaces in our ongoing series. Uh, we do this every week, and um, we also have it available as a podcast now. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. We have it available as a podcast, so uh, most of our listeners' listens happen after we broadcast here. And um, so as part of my role with Record Shop and as an artist on the platform, uh, our goal has always been to bring Web2 users and fans into Web3 and figure out the easiest way to do that, um, whether that's through collabing on records or inviting fans to virtual events, uh, just giving them some sort of utility and gateway in in the easiest way possible because most people don't understand still to this day what NFTs are, what they do, how powerful they are. Uh, and that's okay. Uh, our goal as artists is just to give them an enhanced experience from just streaming a record on Spotify or Apple uh, and let them into the process of creation and the process of creativity and show them kind of what's possible through Web3. Uh, so that's always been my goal here. And uh, I'm excited to talk to all of you today. So I'll throw it back over to Lisa. Or are we throwing it to Rosa? Where are we going? Yeah, let's go, uh, Rosa, then Felice. Hello, 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 my name is Rosa. I'm an artist in London. I'm from London. I'm pretty new-ish to the web space. 
Um, and like, I'm super passionate about kind of myself and others on how we can merge Web 2 and Web 3 because I should exist exclusively and that we should start national. I'm yet to mint my first NFT collection, but I'm actually on it at the moment. My background is music and fashion. NFT collection is kind of looking on how to do things because I feel like that's again something that in recent times a lot of um, but you do kind of see in web 2 aesthetic with sound and I don't know references so yeah I'm here today hey Rose I think you're um, rugging a little bit oh I I don't know about uh, everyone else I'm having a little you're just coming in and out is it okay now? Yeah, same same on my end, uh, Rose's connection. It sounded like uh, either bad Wi-Fi or bad service, uh, so it was going in and out. You might want to dip out and come back in if it's not uh, if it doesn't fix itself. All right, why don't we hop over to Felice while we let Rosa um, try a couple things with her connection? Felice, welcome. Hello, hello. Um, I am Felice Lizay. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Lisa, I feel like now we're switching roles <laughs> from <laughs> from last week. Um, I am a producer, singer, songwriter, um, Web3 builder. <laughs> um, I have my own production company, um, Sweet Spot Sounds, and I am the director of community uh, and artist relations for Burble, um, which is a Web3 entertainment studio. And I myself have uh, performed all over the world as a singer um, with um, many notable artists <laughs> and also um, just, you know, been a songwriter for many years. My my songs have been in like TV and film and um, what else? Uh, I'm, I'm doing the worst job of introducing myself today. Um, my, my brain is going blank, but um, I feel like we, we get, we, we like on these spaces, like this is a, a, a skill to learn how to introduce yourself in 30 seconds. Um, but anyway, I will just focus on the web three side. I'm very, very interested and um, eager to build in this space um, at being a musician and working in the traditional entertainment industry for many years. I just see so many possibilities um, with this technology to create a more equitable future for artists. And so I'm just, you know, excited to talk about it with you all today. Yeah, awesome. Um I like when you're saying it's hard to summarize yourself in 30 seconds. It totally is. But I got some things that I want to come back to. Um, Rosa, let's see how your connection is now. Hi, I'm sorry. Hopefully oh, it's so much better. better. Oh, good. Uh, my Wi-Fi is being so weird right now. So I turned it off and um, switched to data. But yeah, sorry to reintroduce myself uh i'm a london-based artist i make music that fuses latin sound from my mother's side with kind of the native r&b neo soul feel from growing up in london um and similarly to nick i'm super passionate about 
bridging the gap between web two and web three because I feel like it's something I don't believe that the two should exist exclusively. Like Felice said, I'm really excited about how they can kind of marry and create a more equitable future for artists. Not to take the words out of your mouth, but yeah, I'm very excited for especially I'm independent artist, so I'm just trying to create more opportunities for those like me so we can all exist together and grow our followings together um i'm yet to have released the nft collection but i'm working on it now i have a background in fashion as well um so my nft project sees music marry with fashion because i feel like as well that's not something i see a lot in the web3 space i mean you see it in web2 with artists like fk twigs and lana del rey um but yeah i kind of want to do that in web3 just create like a cinematic musical aesthetic experience but i'm very excited to talk to everyone here today that sounds really really cool and i can't wait to learn more about that um but like the one thing you both mentioned is using web3 to create a more equitable space for artists and i would love to just dig into that a little bit more before we go into any of the other topics um, also something I'm personally really passionate about and, and I've heard Nick talk about it too on many occasions. And I know he does that a lot in web too. Um, so I would love to hear just what are some of the gaps that you really see within web three or the, how you feel that web three has already started to fill those gaps or where do you think we're at? Where do you think there's room for improvement? Um, you know, I think it's a, very large topic um you know today we are here talking about the women in the industry so whether we focus on um specifically that with their gender or you know breaking it out um felice and i were talking last week and one thing personally i'm really passionate about is um seeing different disabilities and not really seeing a lot of individuals with disabilities within web3 quite yet um or if they are that's not something that they're openly talking about so something I really want to learn more about but I would love to hear from both of you since it's something you mentioned as you were introducing yourselves um and just go ahead and speak uh I I don't need to I think um uh what's the word um pick (laughs) pick and choose put anybody on the spot (laughs) um yeah I I could I'll jump in um I think that something that's really um really cool to see um in terms of the the gaps that um the web3 space is filling and really what we're talking about is the technology um because i think that people get really caught up in web2 web3 it's all the web it's all technology (laughs) it's just new technology um and i think that a big gap that i'm seeing filled is the relationship between artists and quote fan or audience um we're getting, I, I see that we're getting back into that mindset of people pa- being patrons of the arts again, um, where, uh, oh, and look, there's Mag, Mag is collected for me. Hey, Mag. <laughs> um, so I, I think we're getting back into that, that, um, that more intimate relationship between the artist and the audience where there's a more supportive um, uh, uh, relationship and it's, not about having millions of fans, although you can have, I'm not saying not to, I think it's kind of like that thing of, you are not going to throw out everything from web two because everything's going to merge together eventually. It's just another um, channel that is opened with uh, the, you know, tokenization 
of support that can happen from an audience member or or fan or whatever, however you want to um, depict, you know, call that. Um, I, it's becoming a more um, patron relationship where, hey, I want to actually like really support you. And I can now because you're, you know, you have your music here and I can purchase this token that will allow me to support you directly um, in a big way. And I think that's really cool. And I think it's, um, it's, you know, more transparent and you can really create like that relationship any way you want, where it's like in return, I'll give you this or, or sometimes it doesn't even need to be that. It could just be, I just want to support you and this is how I'm going to do it. Um, and the b best example so far for me is my first um, uh, NFT release was a um, access pass or not an access pass. I'm going to do an access pass. It was just a, it was just a pass, one pass um, for a token gated performance on the 402s platform, um, which is um, why I mentioned Mad down there. Um, and I, um, he was one of my collectors and basically, you know, if I had done that show IRL without, um, any token tokenization, um, the tickets may have been, you know, $10, $20, maybe $30. It was a special, special, you know, um, location. Um, and even for a really like, you know, um, well-established artist that's, you know, got a big, you know, millions of fans, maybe the tickets might go for $200 at that point. But in this case, you know, it was the, the setup was so um, intimate and the support was so direct. It was, we were able to, you know, each token was worth a lot more than just a ticket. You know what I mean? And now those tokens can be used later to um, qualify for other things that I want to offer those initial um collectors so there's just a lot of possibility um in this type of relationship um that we can form uh through tokenization um so i went on i rambled for a while there but <laughs> that's that's uh i think it's really cool no i sorry to jump in i absolutely love everything that you said and i think what struck the most with me was when you said you know you can have a million fans if you want but equally if that's not your goal then Web3 is opening opportunities for artists of all kinds of, um, what's the word, extrovertisms and introvertisms, I feel. Because it seems like nowadays it's either like, right, you go big, you go 110%, or, you know, you're kind of like a struggling artist. There isn't really an in-between. And actually, that's quite a new idea because... I think this is maybe a strange example, but I think when you look back to like 1960s music, for example, and you look at those, I don't know if you guys are into like collecting vinyls or whatever, but you kind of look through vinyls. There were really small local artists who were huge in their hometown or like huge, like where I'm from in the UK, for example, but didn't really have much of a desire to branch out. Some of them ended up being kind of famous by accident and they were kind of introverts in their own right. I think of people like Leonard Cohen, for example, who existed at the same time as a megastar like David with Bowie and they were both from similar backgrounds but kind of represented extremely different desires and forms of art and I think that Web3 is kind of bringing that back you know what I mean like we can have a Dua Lipa and then we can also have like a really small town rapper who doesn't really want you know she doesn't need the limelight all the time but she has those 100 fans that are super super devoted to her and feel like they're her friend and they become a kind of tight-knit family and I've even experienced that being at the beginning of my career I mean someone that 
helped me, for example, with the PR of this single I'm releasing Web 2 on Friday. He was a fan and he'd come to the past three gigs and he just sent me a DM like, hey, I work in PR and corporate, but I kind of want to get into it in music. And now he's become a part of my team, but he still comes to all my gigs and, and supports it because he's still a fan, you know? And I think that that's, it's bringing back that sense of um, community. And I think that that's really exciting that more opportunities exist for artists of all personality types all desires and it's just a less capitalistic way i think of of running the industry not that i'm like 100 anti-capitalism but you know what i mean i think it's just more inclusive i'm curious your thoughts um everybody here uh kind of across the board some of the sentiment amongst artists in web3 is that you really only need 100 to a thousand collectors to be profitable and may, make a really good living as an artist. Um, and a, a number of artists in Web3 are just pushing into Web3 now. They're not releasing music on traditional platforms or they're highly limiting that. Um, the downside of that, in my opinion, is that you're not exposing your, yourself to a massive audience that can be gained on traditional DSPs who might discover you there and then come over and be a huge collector and uh you know buy into what you're doing in the nft space um so i, I kind of wrestle with that idea back and forth i love the exclusivity of doing things in web3 uh, but i also don't think it's the only path and i think artists should be everywhere they possibly can to to find fans that way um whether that's at radio or traditionally through radio because that is still a massive platform or it is in web3 uh, so i'd love your thoughts on all of that um, yeah, no, I totally agree. I'm a big um, fan of, of integration. Um, I don't think that this, like I said, I mean, people get very divisive because they're excited about Web3. But again, it's just the web. It's just we're calling it Web3 because it's the new iteration of the web. And the technology um, that's really behind what Web3 is, is where the power is. And that technology is going to be integrated into everyone's lives, not just in music and entertainment, but everyone's lives. Like people will unlock their email with tokens. Like it'll create more security that way. They'll unlock their, you know, online banking with token tokens. Like it's going to be used in many different ways. And so I don't think, yeah, I'm not, I'm not one. I don't think that we just discard regular you know, quote, Web 2 releases, I think we figure out how to integrate Web 3 into what we're doing in Web 2. Um, like, I have a digital toolkit that I'm going to be releasing um, at the end of this month. Um, and I'm working with Avid and IK Multimedia. And these are all traditional companies. And this is a that's a very traditional Web 2 um, digital product that I'm putting out. It's a toolkit to teach um musicians and content creators, um, how to get uh, the best sound when they're creating content, um, whether live streaming or on social um, media platforms. And that's a very straightforward, you know, learning, um, digital learning product. And I, but I'm thinking about how can I integrate tokenization? I'm, I'm, I'm figuring out with the platform I'm going to use for the learning portal for this toolkit, um, integrating you know for those that want to use a token um to access their their toolkit how can i do that and then also have a credit card option so i don't have to do that 
I'm just want to do that because I want to figure out how to integrate this into the regular mainstream traditional quote traditional products that we put out. And I think that's where it's really important that builders like us like come up with solutions like that, figure it, figure it out. Like that's how we become leaders in this, you know, revolution. No, I'm just kidding. Evolution, (laughs) evolution of, of technology. Um, so yeah, it's not about cutting out. I, I really agree with you. It's not about cutting out um, the web to release. It's about integrating the web three technology into those um, traditional releases. Yeah, sorry. I I love everything you said. And I think that it's like what I was saying before. I think that marriage between the two makes the most sense. I mean, maybe this is super harsh with me. I feel like everyone's talking about this at the moment in the past like 48 hours since Violetta announced that she wasn't going to be releasing music in Web 2 anymore. So it's kind of a hot topic. But like, this is my jerk opinion. It might change um, over the past few days. So if it comes across as too opinionated, then <laughs> excuse me. But I think for someone like Violetta, who is genuinely like a star and an icon of the Web3 space, and there's very few of them, naturally, because the space is so small, it works for her. But I think from a perspective of an independent artist, I think for most of us, pers- like personally, if I if I was ever to be asked advice on it, I would not recommend that... Um, artists release only in web3 simply because un- unless maybe you come from a background where you're very privileged to have parents that have a lot of money to invest in your career simply because doing it on your own is so hard and most of the people that have those bag of keys that can open the doors for you still exist in web2 like web2 is very much still real and even though we're all here and super excited and forward thinking about web3 and our enthusiasm is super strong what is so exciting about it is that it isn't a concrete world yet but then the downside of that is we can't bet on that too much so I think it would be good to kind of have your from an artist perspective to like have your fingers in as many pies as possible like maybe one hand in the web three pies and the other hand still in the web two pies because I think it just enables your fans and also let's be real like it depends on your demographic a lot of my demographic are young women and queer people who some of them are into web3 but it's very few and far between um and i think as well there's an element of privilege in that because those of us that are in web3 are those uh, you know a lot of the time it's people that understand tech already or have an education in it and you know realistically say for example your fan base is 16 year old girls most of those girls are kind of tiktok friendly they're not really caring about nfts so you'd be missing out on a huge demographic if you weren't feeding web2 and the same goes for record labels i know within this space a lot of people are kind of not anti-record label but they suggest that you don't need the help but i do think that if you are putting the work in in web3 actually I would quite like a record label because I know that if I'm making money in Web3, that will leverage my contract. And if I have a good music lawyer, which I do, once I start making money from from Web3 and stuff like that, that will enable me to get a better deal. And then a record label contract could legitimize me further. Um, Or if it's not a good contract, then I'd be happy to stay independent. So I think that I guess what I'm trying to say is having one hand in Web3 and one hand in Web2 just broadens the choices that we have as artists, especially if you're doing it all on your own and you don't have like a bunch of financial um, or even professional help in the early days. But that's just the situation that I'm in now. I have a lot of thoughts on oh, this. Go for it, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Lisa. Oh, I just, I'm, I, I did, I missed the big Violetta, um, 
announcement and I have so much respect and admiration for her. So I'm going to say this with so much respect, but I, I, and I highly disagree with that type of announcement because again, it's like, there's no, there's eventually it's not going to be web three or web two. It's going to be the web. So like to say, I'm only releasing stuff in web three moving forward. What does that really mean? Like eventually Instagram, YouTube, uh, Apple music, they're all going to have, um, blockchain integrations into into it it's all gonna it's gonna it's gonna all be nobody's gonna know there's a difference just like we don't know the difference between web one and web two anymore so to say i'm all it's, it it just feels like a very dramatic announcement no offense <laughs> to her i, I also I, I, playing devil's <laughs> advocate and i know i'm the one who brought up the point of all this but playing devil's advocate the other side of it is it's a brilliant marketing play in Web3. Yes, I was going to say that. Yes. <laughs> like in the short term, it, look, like Michael Jordan said he'd never play basketball again. He retired from the Bulls and he came back and played for the Wizards. So never say never. Like e easily could go back and do it again and, and release something in Web2 at any point. Um, you know, that always happens. But I, I do think from a marketing perspective, it's it's pretty smart to do this. And I think the timing, especially in the music NFT space, is it's it's pretty brilliant to do now and make a splash. Yes, I, no, I totally agree. And um, I won't while I won't be doing that type of marketing angle myself. I totally understand. And for her, like where she's at as a as an artist who's released a lot in this space already, um, it's a smart. It definitely is. So I'm not. You know, I just on. In terms of like a uh, big picture, I just, you know, it just, to me, it's like, it literally, it's actually not helping to create mass adoption because it's creating this like division of there's people who buy things in web two and there's people who buy things in web three where I want to bring all the people from web two into web three because they're going to be brought into it anyway. And I think like just trying to figure out, and again, like I said, no disrespect. I really don't want to to it to come off that way. I just I I I I, I appreciate the marketing um, the marketing angle, and I think it's very smart, Nick. You're right, and I also think like we should all be thinking about how to integrate Web three technology into everything we do in Web two as well, which is um, you know what I was saying earlier about you know you don't you like how can we like if you have just like if you're just a an online if you have like products online let's say you even sell like physical products online like merch or or clothing um i think rosa you said you you're, you're in fashion like if you have a online um uh storefront how can you integrate tokenization into that like how can you like how like start thinking about those kinds of problems and coming up with solutions and how can you come up with something that means something to people that aren't into web3 and how can you make it matter to them and make them start to use it? Not make them. That sounds really forceful. But <laughs> introduce them to the, the possibilities like, oh, if you're selling a shirt and you have a token, um, like maybe a, 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 a POAP style type token that's like, oh, they bought the shirt. So there's like a proof of purchase or a proof of not proof of not, maybe not a pull up then but you know what i mean like proof of purchase and then maybe that qualifies them for some sale that you're going to do in the future or you know maybe it's a rewards card or something like that so i think thinking of ways to integrate it into everything we do is 
um, that's where I'm at um, personally. I think that's a great, great segue because uh, we just had Meg 7.0 request to speak and Felice, you had mentioned earlier that it's one of your collectors. So Meg, welcome. I hope you're ready to talk a little bit about your experience with Felice and as a collector, how that's been. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Hi, Matt. How you doing, Felice? Good to see you. Um, I'm not following you. Like, what is Felice doing next? Um, I just happened to respond to OK Hotshot. He's asking for um, he's asking for a positive response rather than looking for the scammers. And so he's changing his um, tactic. Um, and so I just gave three names. I gave Felice, Joe Ryan, and uh, one of the mods that I knew. And um, and then, boom, there you are on Spaces. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, what, what are you talking about? Oh, okay, all right, uh, 402 HQ, brand new uh, Web3 company, token gating. These two guys are fantastic. Um, it, there were bumps in the road for me with, with Felice, and, um, but that's fine because it was a bad tech day for me, and it was a 14-hour uh, day. I'm a school teacher, special education, and then we had a new software program statewide. It's not, it's glitchy. That's the term, glitchy. But then when I went into Felice's um, token gate, um, it was glitchy for me too because I, I wanted to try the credit card side. I wanted to see what it was like to come in without ease. And um, oh yeah, we could do that. And then um, they had to uh, patch it and fix it. And Ravi got me in. And Joe Ryan, uh, he's like, don't worry, Jeff, you can get in there, um, stick with it. And and I was like ready to pack it up and say, no, I'll do it next time. But um, ended up being two hours of absolute fantastic, almost Coldplay level uh, experience. <laughs> Felice is is a, a one-person machine. Coldplay's got four um, so, uh, I know, I know Felice, you, you don't like in compliments like that, but Kanye is in your repertoire. You know, he, he picked you. Um, I picked you. Um, you're right. It is a patron type of experience now, but I, I, I wanted to just touch on something. You can ask me questions uh, about it, but I wanted to touch on this idea and we're working on this idea of multi-streaming, um, where you're live. And you got merch in front of you. You're selling maybe VIP passes and they tier tickets live, right? And then you're recording. So she's got her YouTube channel going. And she can promote her Web3 there with links. She could do it live, right? She can she can drop, um, you know, incentives for people to, to go over. So I see her as an onboarding machine. And then on the Web3, with the token gating that's going on, and the NFT and the VIP pass access, that's the lurk. And um, Violetta is big in, in the project that I'm in. I'm not going to talk too much about her, but she's got a lot of love. She's actually on our website. Um, and I just wanted to just say, um, I'm going to say this really fast. I know, I know I'm touching on a bunch of topics, but that's what Max 7 does. If you're a groupie, there's no parking. There's no travel cost. There's no weather concert um, concerns. There's no worries on how you're going to get home. There's no security issues because you can go once live. And then once you get onboarded into Web3, you could be a groupie for the rest of your life. I love yeah. that. <laughs> Thank you for sharing. Yeah, I think it's a really um, interesting place that we're in with how we treat um, artists, especially musicians, where 
Um, and I'm, I'm going to speak more from like a fan perspective. Um, you know, I've got a lot of musicians that I really love to listen to through Spotify. Um, I'm not, I think Meg, <laughs> I'm not a huge concert goer. I hate the crowds. I hate getting there. Um, I don't live in the biggest city, so we don't get a lot of the acts coming directly to me. So it's like at least a two hour drive there and back. Not my favorite thing. I would also rather be at home comfy and experience that. And I've, um, Felice, one thing I've noticed that you've been using as a word is the word patron. And I think it's such a perfect word when we're better than fan. Even it's this thought that, okay, I am actually here. I'm supporting, um, physically with my wallet. And I don't find it that different than when I choose to go to a local restaurant instead of to a big chain restaurant, you know, like I'm really purposefully thinking about where my dollars are going and making sure that I'm supporting, um, the people who are doing really great work. Um, whether it's again, comparing it to like the local restaurant um, to a smaller artist, you know, I'm going to spend my dollars to somebody who that is really going to make a difference for compared to somebody who's already got a ton in the bank and they don't, you know, that, that dollar goes a lot longer for someone who is just starting out um, or who has been around for a long time, but has a smaller group who are doing these really cool things that Meg was just talking about. Um, You know, again, just something I have thought about a lot when it comes to um, retail and restaurants, but I don't think I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about it for artists. And um, But using this word patrons that has really flipped that in my brain. It's just over the last week since we talked. Um, so thank you very much for that. I had a quick question for, for Mag. Um, just on the artist front, I'd be curious, and it would be helpful for all of us to know, um, like when you think of your favorite artist growing up, uh, whoever that might be, which I'm curious who that was, um, what would be the most compelling thing that they could do to layer on in Web3 and, and give you a deeper experience into what they're doing? Hi, I know I, this is an easy, that's an easy one. Um, and if you, if you go to spaces and, and you, you know, you talk to Felice or Taylor, Alexander or Josh Savage or Joe Ryan, if you talk to any of them. Um, and, and those are the four that just come to mind right now. There's others. Um, it, it's this conversation we're having right now, right? Conversations are personal. And, you know, when, when you know, the previous experience was you buy a ticket, you get minimal general conversations. There's nothing, you know, there's nothing like personal. There might be, oh, you know, Mick Jaggers, he sweated, his sweat landed on me. You know, you hear stories like that when you're a kid, you know, or when you're a teenager or whatever. You know, he threw his shirt out into the stands. You know, Elton John, uh, his stool from, you know, from the piano rolled off the stage, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, it's, but this is different. You, like, I, I, I feel like I know Felice, like she's, you know, I know it's cliche to say part of the family, but... Let's put it this way. I met her through spaces, right? And there was no way that I was not going to support her, you know, in this NFT um, part. So, like, what does she offer herself? You know, that that's that's a simple answer. I, I hope I answered that. <laughs> and most, most, most celebrities, like Johnny Carson, Midwest personality, right? 
he hardly ever changed. He stayed true to who he was, right? So, you know, I think that's important is be who you are, and, and she does do that. Um, the minute she stops being that way, then you won't see Max Evan um, on Spaces, you know, because I'm definitely, you know, it's definitely about the relationship and, and the connection. And everyone knows that on Twitter. Um, we all know that from Spaces. And, and the other connection piece is, is she wants to help others. And that's another thing that resonates with me. I, I, I'm a collaborator. I'm a special education high school teacher. It's all about collaboration. You know, you know, Felice will tell you, I'm not, I'm not in it for a dollar. I, I could care less about the dollar. It's more about the relationships. And, and I did want to drop a little good news. Um, Angel Cruz, I know Ms. Cruz, you know Ms. Angel, Felice. He's booked for uh, next week, uh, 1111. A cool, a cool number in London for a week, three gigs. They're paying for the flight, the, the, they're paying for the expenses, everything. And I don't know if he's going to have money in, in his pocket when he comes home, but he's my former special education student. And Felice, uh, you know, you, you brought him under your wing a little, and maybe someday he'll bring you under his wing because um, he's booked in Ecuador in December and uh, he's a phenomenal talent. Oh, oh, that's so good got, to hear. I think you got rugged there towards the end, but that awesome thoughts there. Felice, you can jump in, Gad. Yeah, and I'm sorry, I saw Rosa has her hand up. If I could just respond really quick to Mag and then um, jump over to you. Um, Mag, I thank you so much for all those kind words. And this is the exact, this is a perfect example. And it's so funny that you you know, randomly saw me. It's hard to find people that you want to, you know, that you want to hear on spaces anymore. You have to actually know the room is happening, or this room, I'm talking like it's clubhouse. You have to know the space is happening. So I'm glad, <laughs> Mag, you found the space because this is such a perfect example of what we're talking about. Like, Mag is one of the most supportive um, people that you could, you know, um, connect with as an artist he really believes in artists like i i'm pretty sure mag you've been collecting violetta like since the very very beginning right my my uh my tribe the tribe that i'm in um they have her on our website um i i don't know how many nfts that she minted through us but um the major it's like it was like it was my initiation into the space and so for me you know, just being new to the space. My son got me in. He's in his mid-20s. Um, it was mainly stay away from the scams. And so, you know, that's why OK Hotshot became um, what uh, I followed him so much is, you know, he he gives practical, like, uh, timely information. And then um, as far as you, um, I see musicians as as a um, catalyst for, for growth for, for the whole the whole entire ecosystem um you know we have the stage verse so um this, uh, you know that's just the metaverse and and our our um nft project um invested in a new australian company that to do the metaverse and so we're in we're we're all plot holders in in the stage verse um and it didn't cost me a lot of money maybe 300 dollars or 250 dollars. it wasn't a lot for for uh it was 0.15 and uh, on the eth and um we had four singing artists come on stage with interviews um, with two moderators. And it was fantastic. It was a fantastic experience. So right then and there, I knew that this was, you know, the path to take and, and then support, support the musicians 
so that um, so not only can they support the NFT uh, communities in a synergistic way, but I mean, it's just a natural thing, right? We want entertainment. And if we're going to be online as a group, then why not do it on the stage first? You know, it doesn't necessarily have to just be, um, you know, on spaces. That's kind of like that example there of just your journey is the exact, I think, just roadmap of what um, utilizing blockchain technology really, that's what it is, is like can allow for that kind of um, journey with an artist. Like, you know, if you, you, you have this journey with um, Violetta and then we've met and now we're starting this journey together because I'm going to release more. Um, and I can actually, I'm definitely going to go to Mag and ask him his opinion about the next releases because he is the exact type of collector that I would like more people to, you know, who are going to be that passionate about my music to be part of my little music family. And so that it's just, it's really exciting because you, you, then you see what, where someone can take it. And Violetta has definitely taken it there with um, how she's grown as an artist in this space. So that's why I said at the beginning, no disrespect to her because she's definitely an inspiration in how she's, you know, grown her music family um, and it's gotten bigger, but it's still that direct relationship that she can still have with each one um, through their the tokens that they have that show the provenance of like when they collected from her and um, yeah so anyway Rosa I, I didn't I don't want to keep you keep you waiting <laughs> sorry no no not at all honestly it's so interesting um, listening to everyone and especially you Mag it's just so it's so insightful to hear from an artist's perspective like what um, collectors are looking for and what they like my main question. Um, to you or to anybody to anybody else is because the main thing that struck me was your desire for relatability and you referred to Felice as being like one of the family which I think is so beautiful and so grounding and humble and the examples you gave of like Mick Jagger and Elton John my question is I mean I guess I'm kind of playing devil's advocate kind of not is for artists moving into web three do you or other collectors you've spoken to desire still that kind of sense of as we say in French, mystère, like a sense of mystery. Like, you know, when you hear those stories about celebrities almost being like gods or like, oh my God, Beyonce touched my face. Like there is something about um, a natural hierarchy with artists that make them kind of attainable, unattainable and mysterious. I mean, I'm a huge fan. Obviously I'm Latina. So like, I'm a huge fan of Galiuchis. I feel like most of us are. And I think what separates Galiuchis from a lot of other artists is that she rarely posts online. She's very selective, but then she's still very personable. And she talks about things that her fans can relate to. Um, moving into web three, do you think there's a space for, like what I was talking about earlier, different artists fitting different things. Do you think there's also a space for the more relatable artists that host a space every single day or four times a week, as well as artists that do choose to be a little bit more selective in how much of their personal life they're giving us because they might be a little bit more introverted? What do you What do you think about that? Are you asking Max Evan? I can be, yes. I'm asking you or anybody else that has an opinion, but I would love to hear your opinion. Oh, um... I recently, um, in the last, I'd say five or six years, I, I've, I've come across um, some really phenomenal singing talents, um, just either um, through dating or through um, 
through my student that I mentioned. And um, they're, they're, they're over, over four or five years, their growth from being introverted to being performers it's it's really cool it's really cool to see and i think that i think that that's one thing that felice and i know joe ryan would like to do is assist in the onboard um onboarding of other you know kind of like that give back type thing the altruism and so how that trans how that transfers to your question and in you know like the variety of artists that are out there how how introverted they can be and protective of their personnel you know personal side Let's be honest, okay? Um, this generation is used to what we're doing right now, talking to a plastic device <laughs> that transmits wire- wirelessly like Captain Kirk uh, talking to Scotty in the spaceship. These guys are used to that. It's impersonal and personal at the same time, right? So I don't know. I think I think that that plays a part of it. That's why I think Felice is onto something here. It's just a matter of meshing it and getting it all integrated um, and it, it is exciting. I know I, 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 I call her like, you know, the, the Elvis Presley of, of, of rock and roll, except <laughs> in this new technology, as she correctly called it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thanks, Mac. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I, I, I think that we're going to find that music and fame Famous artists, that whole that whole concept is going. I think is going to shift because it's only a concept that has been around for less than a hundred years. If you think about it, I mean, before the record and film came around, where you could hear, you could record music and you know record video and even take pictures. Um, artists weren't megastars before that they during their life you know they went down in infamy (laughs) you know usually after after they passed away which is really sad but um that whole thing of being a megastar while you're alive is less than 100 years old or you know we're we're coming on you know we're in the 19 we're in the 20s now the the 2020s so like really like the 1920s um they that's when you know the the silent films and everything came around so i think that this is still a an evolving concept and so i think that we're reaching a saturation of mega stardom i'm not saying that there won't be people that are famous um i'm just saying that it's just going to i think it's going to shift because there's just so much opportunity for so many people to create art whether it be music or i mean anybody can go and buy a camera you know you could film a whole movie um you know a very high quality movie that might even be oscar worthy for a very low budget if you're creative enough and have a few tools to do it so i just think that we're going to start seeing pods of you know maybe pods of smaller pods of famous clusters happening where um maybe it won't be like the beyonce beyonce mega stardom i just think that that kind of mega stardom is um not over i just don't think it's going to be like the one percent anymore i think there's just going to be a lot more opportunity for there to be different levels of of fame 
um, and you can control how much fame you want. If you're introverted and you don't want to do the whole content marketing that you that you that you know is kind of the thing now for artists, um, you don't have to. You just may not have as big a platform as somebody like Beyonce because I think like gone are the days that you could just depend on a label to create a big career like Beyonce. I think now it's a lot more in the hands of the artist to create your career however big you want it to be. And a lot of that does have to do with creating content, being showing up on video, showing up and and just, you know, doing those things. And not everybody wants to do that. So I think you kind of control the level of um, fame that, you know, it's kind of the sky's the limit, you know, not to say that everybody can be that, you know, Beyonce. <laughs> But I just don't think that it's going to be that same way. That was a machine that created that level of stardom. And I think now we can be our own machines, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. I love the idea of leaning into the things that you enjoy doing and finding finding your way, your path, and your patrons who want to support that. I remember on a previous um, Women of Web3 space that we did, uh, we were talking with, or maybe it was just a previous space, but I believe when we had Sarah DeWarren on who dropped a collectible on record shop at the same time as she was doing a traditional um, Spotify release. So it was, hey, get my, um, pre-save my song on Spotify. Then you can also pick up this free NFT and learn a little bit about collectibles. And uh, I remember talking with her and she says, you know, it's really a struggle, especially as a woman um, in electronic music, because where, what I'm often pushed to do is go to TikTok and get a, a one of my uh, TikToks to blow up. And that is a measure of success for me that my label has set that I don't really have control over it, but I just have to keep pumping out these TikToks. Um, so I found it really interesting. Um, but I love what you're saying because it just puts so much more control is for somebody who loves making those TikToks, loves making those little video clips. Yes, do it lean into that make make as many of those as you are wanting to um somebody who loves to tour do that um just giving so much power back to the individual creator and not having to follow a mold that has um been set to get millions of followers you know again if we're thinking about that thousand follower you can find a thousand people who love what you do um for sure uh i want to welcome Oh, I just want to really, really quick wanted to jump in on that thought because uh, Sarah has a great point. And I, I don't even think that's just uh, unique to women in the industry. That's that's something like you spoke about the people, artists that are disabled or kids that are super introverted that are forced into this situation where they have to be compelled to, uh, I don't know, motivate themselves to make TikTok videos or whatever it might be to push their music. And that's really not what they're about and it it comes off a certain way and it's forced and i i feel for them so it's what just to kind of put a period on the end of that sentence and uh throw it over to sonia um the main thing i love about web3 is that you can be an avatar you can be illustrated you don't have to be that person that's uncomfortable in front of a camera performing for the sake of impressions and views and data you can kind of just be this arbitrary being and make dope art and it can do its thing. So that is the beauty of the space is, is pretty awesome. So over to Sonia on that note. 
Well, you guys just, you know, all of you just did such a fantastic job of um, uh, rolling that out. I'm not sure I have anything to say, but <laughs> I, I do um, agree that there's going to be, especially since it's such a new space, you know, there's going to be a, a, you know, that period of development where uh, artists are going to be able to kind of lay the groundwork for, you know, how they want to be perceived and how they want to interact with their audience. Um, because I see it happening already. And I do think that there's room for someone to maybe not be quite as open as other people. And I think it's just going to start from them just being themselves in the beginning. Um, and after all, like, I forget who was it made the point, you know, everything is so diluted now because there's such opportunity for exposure. There's just dilution and we're not going to have those mega stars like Beyonce. And it's kind of like the whole supermodel thing. You know, there was just an era of supermodels because, you know, you don't have that so much now. Um, because back then, you know, the only way you were really going to be discovered is if you were either in New York or Paris you know, or somebody just happened to be walking down the street and saw you and you're six feet tall or whatever. So, um, but I'm seeing, you know, um, because I'm kind of working and talking with a few Web3 artists and, you know, they are really thinking about their community. And of course, with Web3, I think that if you are a Web3 artist, you're going to be more open to the concept of community. You know what I mean? So um, it's just, it's, going to be interesting and you guys made some great points that that's an awesome topic and i'm sure we could dedicate an entire spaces to dilution and the the benefits slash downside of it but um we only have five minutes left but really quick just on that topic uh you know the statistic is that there's around a hundred thousand songs coming out on dsps every day so spotify apple pandora etc have about a hundred thousand records that are being ingested every day and yesterday I read a thought from uh, one of my peers, somebody in the industry, um, that, you know, they made the point of, and this wasn't uh, a Web3, Web2 conversation at all, but they made the point that it's not very environmentally friendly to have 100,000 songs taking up bandwidth in a cloud server every day. And obviously, like, the first thing I thought of was, like, the, the fight against Web3 and the um, environmental impact uh, that some people perceive it to have the negative environmental impact. So then we talked a little bit further about that. And we talked about, you know, the idea of some sort of filter uh, to cap the amount of music that's being ingested, because out of that 100,000 songs, believe it or not, 95% of that, 95% of those artists have less than 50 monthly listeners. So the majority, the overwhelming majority of that bandwidth being taken up is being taken up by artists who aren't really generating anything for the space as a whole. They're not pushing forward the culture. They're not really generating much interest. So I am, I kind of wrestle with this idea of like, do you put a cap on that? Do you put a filter on that? Uh, and if so, who controls that filter and how does that work? Uh, so anyway, good idea. Good, good thoughts to just put in your brain uh, that we can maybe explore on another spaces. But if anybody has some quick uh, feedback, feel free to jump in. 
Yeah, no, I just wanted to say quickly, I've been doing a lot of research about this because my NFT collection um, emerges fashion and music and I'm doing it in collaboration with a friend of mine who is a digital fashion designer at Central St. Martins. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's like the biggest fashion university in the UK. And a part of his work in studying, he studies the benefits of digital fashion NFTs in comparison to the production of fast fashion and how I'm not saying that NFTs are good for the environment. Of course, like there's so much scientific proof that producing NFTs, of course, does produce um, fuels that aren't great. And we need to maybe be working or the, the platforms need to be working on how to be more sustainable. But I will say I feel like sometimes they get more of a bad rep than they deserve, probably because it is such a new thing and people People kind of get intimidated by new forms of technology and they kind of look for the negative at first a lot of the time but I mean I think that in the case of my collection personally it, it's saving so much more um, energy doing it this way than if I was to like do, do the traditional web 2 thing and start producing physical merch um, so yeah I just it's such an interesting topic and we could go on f about it for a whole other space but yeah thanks for bringing it up. Well, and just a note on that, physical merch is all like really, really an interesting topic. And I think Web3 can really unlock the um, – what I'm really excited about is being able to really know like who wants this merch, who can we really focus on sending that to rather than producing all this merch. Like how many people, how many artists have you heard have just like boxes and boxes of T-shirts or hats or – you know, insert whatever merch in their house stored um, that they, you know, they can't get, they can't sell or they're not selling or, um, you know, they thought they would be able to sell more. So really love that. And uh, Rosa, we should talk more about if you haven't chosen a blockchain yet, because the flow blockchain that we're on over here at Record Shop is super, super environmentally friendly. Um, I think it's like the same amount of energy as a Google search when uh, minting an NFT. So um, we should talk more. <laughs> uh, just to wrap up, I want to say thank you so, so much, everyone. Um, please do make sure, especially to follow Felice and Rosa here, uh, tap on their profiles, hit the follow button um, if you haven't already. And we will make sure to share your uh Twitter profiles in our podcast when we drop that live. Um, but I want to pass around any final words uh, from Felice and Rosa. Just what you were saying, um, we could do a whole nother, uh, a whole nother session all about uh, merch and the possibilities with physical items. And I think that's where it gets really exciting um, when we start talking about how we can utilize um, blockchain technology to, uh, integrate into actual like physical items as certificates of authenticity as you know purchase you know uh, purchase certificate like just all of that there's so many things that could happen beyond just as and that's a whole nother conversation so let's have that conversation later <laughs> let's do another one <laughs> i'll have me back i i really enjoyed this thank you guys <laughs> thank you all agreed yeah you're always welcome to come up too uh meg Hi, I just had something really quick. I pinned a tweet, and I what I did was I picked four four picks. Uh, I picked them right off my phone. Uh, that was the personal experience. I know, just a little snippet. Um, I picked three dark ones on purpose, and then and then the last one I picked was her. You could actually see her emotion. She was just ecstatic at the end of her show, and she was she was Felice. There you go. So 
thank you, you. Mag. <laughs> yeah, and I just, if I could last thing to say too was um, thank you. I want to thank Mag for really helping to um, illustrate like how powerful um, that patron artist relationship um, can be with and how, you know, tokenization and blockchain technology and all that really helps to create that connection that we haven't had before. So thank you so much, Mag. Awesome. With that, I think oh, sorry. we will... Oh, go for it, Rosa. No, no, nothing. I just want to say thank you so much for having me. And it's been so interesting meeting everyone, hearing everyone's points. Um, I'm actually about to start my own, post my own space in, in a minute now. So if anyone wants to stay on the platform, feel free to join. But thank you so much, Record Shop. And yes, I would love to talk to you about sustainable blockchains because I still haven't decided. <laughs> but yeah, but have a good day, everyone. And it was lovely, lovely meeting all of you. Awesome. With that, we'll wrap up. Thank you so, so much. Uh, let's hop over to Rosa's space. <laughs> we'll see you over there in a few minutes. Thanks so much. See you guys next week. Thanks, y'all. Hey, fam. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it informative and fun. To learn more about Record Shop, visit us at recordshop.com. That's R-C-R-D-S-H-P dot com.